Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. No, a scoreboard update from the TSSAA tournament in Murfreesboro. It's semifinal Friday for the girls' tournament at the Murphy Center. Tomorrow, the AA title game is set. Westview and Cheatham County at 11. The 3A title matchup features Houston and Bradley Central at 1.30. In single-A action tonight, Loretto and Greenfield. Last look, they were both tied at 49 in the fourth. Fans, as you leave today, remember to drive safe. Never get behind the wheel as you've been drinking. Fans, don't let fans drive drunk. This update brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Now, 104.5 The Zone's non-stop sports talk continues with a look at Nashville's teams and at news around the nation from the lead writer of 104.5thezone.com. This is The Big Six. The Big Six with Jason Martin. Presented by Renters Warehouse. And here we go. Straight up 6 o'clock by my watch means it's time for the one and only Big Six here on 104.5 Zone. Finishing off a week and a rainy week of Big Six episodes here. I am Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. Please follow me there. As I say every night, I am blessed beyond measure. I hope you recognize that you are as well. And if you did not or have not followed me on Twitter, which that's on you or not, it's totally up to you. doesn't matter. But I announced some news yesterday via Twitter that a lot of people saw. And that is that, look, I could sit here and I could tell my story to open this show, and I've done it before in different capacities, but the long and short of it is I already did. I just told you my story. I said I'm blessed beyond measure. I hope you recognize that you are as well. I am blessed to be able to sit behind a microphone and do a radio show and talk about what I love, sports and pop culture, and have fun with you guys and take your phone calls. By the way, our telephone number is 615-737-1045. That's 737-1045. But I'm blessed to have that opportunity. I'm blessed to have been given whatever abilities you believe that I have to talk or to write or to opine in a way that you find entertaining or informative or at least thought-provoking in some way. It's just it's something I was gifted with. All of us are gifted with something that is something that was given to me that I didn't earn, that I did not deserve. And that goes for everything good in my life. And over the past few years, my life has changed dramatically, both personally and professionally, all in positive ways. And all glory to God for that. And it just keeps on continuing. The Big Six began last July after working for Clay Travis for about a year and a half as his executive producer on Fox Sports Radio and writing for him for several years past that. And since I came back here to be around the folks that I interned with and have known for the past six years, turned out to be a great decision for me because I I love these people and I love working around these people. And I've learned so much from these people. And they have been nothing but supportive. And by they, I mean from Brad Willis on down, all the hosts from the morning show to the midday 180, certainly to 3HL in the afternoons, all of them relentlessly supportive when they did not have to be. And you just never know where the business is going to take you. And for me, 
the news that I released at Jmart Zone yesterday and had known for a couple of days before that is that after a couple of years with Fox and you know I've got to back up I've just got to say it this way when I was on Outkick no one knew my name you may not know my name now and that's not a that's not a slight against you if you don't many more don't than ever will but Fox certainly didn't know my name the people that ran that place the heavyweights that have been in radio forever and ever and ever in executive capacities did not know my name. So they didn't know whether or not they could trust me. And so Clay was able to make me his executive producer. And then he was able to tell them, hey, I think this guy would be good on air. And he told me originally when we had the conversation about me joining him uh, when he was starting his show on Labor Day a couple of years back, he told me point blank, he said, look, I know you want to be on air, and uh, that's my goal, is to get you your own show. And the Big Six happened, and I felt like it was a win for all of us. And I remember sitting down with him at the Super Bowl in Minneapolis and talking to him about the Big Six and, and what would become the Big Six, at least, and, and, and just the idea that maybe there was going to be something that was going to open up. And it took a little bit longer than expected to manifest itself. But it was an opportunity and a door that opened at the right time for me in my life. And Clay was nothing but supportive at that point. And he still wanted me to fill in for him when he was out. And he had convinced Fox by that point, yeah, he, he needs to be my regular fill-in. When I'm out, I want Jason to host with me. And then I was able to bring along, and he was able to make this happen too, Jeff Schwartz, who you heard on this program last night, the former offensive lineman in the NFL. He does. He's done probably 95% of the shows that I have guest hosted he's been with me Jonas Knox has been with me a couple of times recently as well but I'm blessed because that's a national platform folks and it's a platform that a lot of people would kill to get that honestly are probably more deserving than me on every possible level but things sort of aligned in my direction and I was able to get a chance and they listened and the folks out in Los Angeles liked what they heard and so they continued, even after I left Fox Sports Radio to come back to the zone, they continued to want me to fill in, and they offered me a couple of other chances to fill in on shows on the weekend. And over the past couple of weeks, they had me hosting the Jonas Knox show right in the middle of the night, Sunday mornings, 3 to 6 a.m. Eastern time. And I did it gladly. And I had no idea at the time that that was going to lead anywhere else but if I could tell you anything from that experience, it is when you feel like you're doing something that you like for a living and you get an opportunity, even if it doesn't seem like it's much more than a one-off, you take it. You continue to take every rep that you're offered, every opportunity that you're offered, and that should go not just at work. It should go anything, anywhere, anytime in your life. Don't give up opportunities. And so just this week, I'm calling a high school basketball game with Chad Withrow, my good friend. And we had a blast out there at Franklin High School on Monday night on my TV 30. That opportunity was gifted to me from Jonathan Hutton, one of my closest friends in the world. And Fox continued to offer me shots. And I just did the best that I could with them. And I'm a tough critic of myself. So sometimes, usually if I did five shows that week, maybe three of them I would feel good about. Two, I would feel like, 
yeah, I just didn't have it today. I didn't bring it today. I didn't set Jeff up better today. I didn't take calls the way I could have today. There's so many different things that could have gone into that. But I hosted these two shows over the past two Sundays and thought, oh, you never know. You never know who's listening. Well, it turns out everybody was listening, meaning everybody that mattered to a decision-making process that led to the announcement that I made on Twitter yesterday, which is that beginning this Sunday morning at 2 o'clock our time, because the first couple of hours will run right here on 104.5 The Zone, in addition to what I'm doing here at The Zone, not in place of it, in addition to it, in addition to the Big Six, in addition to the Pop Six, in addition to the Big Six blog, in addition to everything I'm doing here in the Music City, there's something that's going to begin called the Jason Martin Show, which I can barely even believe just came out of my mouth, nationally on Fox Sports Radio from 2 to 5 a.m. every Sunday morning, and I could not possibly be more surprised and blown away with the way the Lord continues to work in my life. And for me to sit here and at all try to take credit for any of the wonderful things that have happened in my life over the past few years would be not just malpractice. It would be insanity. He has been so good to me, and honestly, since I've begun speaking about him more and more, I have felt much more fulfilled in this job because I simply can't do it any other way. And so when I bring my sports takes, whether you like them or you don't like them, I hope you find them entertaining. And when I bring my pop culture analysis or opinion, I hope that you find it entertaining. I always say, agreement is not a prerequisite to listen to me or to give me your ears or your eyes, of which I don't take any of that for granted, folks. I don't have a show. I don't have this show. I don't have the news show. I don't have the blog. I don't have a podcast that people are listening to. I don't have anything without you people, and I know that. You guys are more important to this thing than I am. I'm just the one that happens to be lucky enough to be behind the microphone talking to you. But the reason that I love radio is because even though I'm sitting in an empty studio right now behind a microphone talking, I feel like I'm speaking to each one of you individually. I think that there is an intimacy in radio that doesn't exist in television. And I've done both to a limited degree TV, certainly, but I've done both and I enjoy both. But radio, I feel like I can really talk to you or you can feel like I am talking to you even if I'm trying to talk to a larger audience, the best way for me to do radio, the way that it's worked for me, is to try and picture just one person in a car listening to what I have to say and either talking out loud to the device in front of them on the dash or screaming if they disagree with me or laughing if I say something that might be amusing to them. It's just picturing one. Just one of you. And again, I am just beyond thankful and beyond grateful to even be able to make this announcement that the Jason Martin Show begins on Sunday morning on Fox Sports Radio nationally. I am beyond grateful to all of the nice things that people have said over the past 24 hours and that have said to me for the past several years of my life. I am beyond grateful for the support of my parents who are going to celebrate their 46th wedding anniversary on Sunday, who were able to come down yesterday and have lunch so that we could celebrate that as well as my father's birthday. And for the first time they were able to, they were able to meet the love of my life who I am beyond grateful 
to be able to say is here. And she has been so supportive of everything that I have done and everything that I have questioned her about just in terms of would this fit? Does this make sense for me? And she's been right there. And she's been right every single time. All of these blessings. The longer version of this story that I could tell you right now about the weight loss and the health changes and the move to Nashville and the things that led up to all of those changes, which at the time felt like real challenges and real trials and real pain. You don't know why you're in the midst of it, folks. But when you get past it, when you get past the pain, when you get past the suffering, hindsight is twenty twenty because finally he can reveal to you what was going on. Never think he's not working. He has worked in my life to an extent that I could never have even fathomed. And it just seems to get better and better. And so I'm going to have a national show, folks, in addition to everything I'm doing here. And there are so many talented people in this building who I have taken pieces of what they do and tried to just mold that into parts of what I do. I could sit here and I could tell you about each one of them individually. I think Kevin Ingram is so good at bringing shows in and taking them to break. He's just such an absolute pro. As a play-by-play man, he's as good as it gets. Just exceptional at it. And you can feel the passion exuding from him every single time that he does that. Blaine is just a great friend. I would have never thought coming in this building, Blaine Bishop would be one of my favorite people here just because I wouldn't have thought I would have had that much of a chance to get to know him. But I have. I roomed with him at the Super Bowl. He's a great guy. He's a really funny guy. He's a really smart guy. His son is an just incredible human being. And then there's Mark Howard, who's been doing this longer than I even thought. Maybe this is something I would want to do. From TV to the Preds to radio to everything else that he does. He's just phenomenal. He, ha- he is a repository of knowledge. He has watched so much. And he takes so many notes. And he cares so much about all of this stuff. That's just three of them. Midday 180, I interned with those guys. I mean, I was lucky enough to DJ Jonathan Hutton and Claire's wedding, two of my closest friends in the world at this point. And Chad Withrow, who said yes to me and said, yeah, come on and intern with me. Come on and intern with the show. And I only got two days a week. And then I did three days a week in a news talk station in Bowling Green at the same time so that I could get the college credit necessary to be able to take this internship in the first place. And then Paul Kaharski, who told me the day that he met me, I think you might be overqualified for what we have for you. Maybe in a joking tone. And then in a message that he would send me via voicemail the day that my internship ended, he left because I didn't answer the, I didn't answer the phone call for whatever reason. He left a message that simply said, I had no idea just how overqualified you were. That may be the wrong verbs. I, I don't remember exactly. But it was basically that that thought. I never felt that way, but it felt good that I didn't waste those guys' time. And then for 3HL, who I didn't know as well at first, certainly Clay, I've come to know as a, as a friend and someone that has backed everything I've done in my career since I began writing for him and certainly since I began really working by his side on Fox Sports Radio. But Brent Doherty has been as supportive as anybody else could possibly have been in this building once I got the gig, sending me text messages at night, offering me advice, offering me thoughts on how maybe I could structure my show, asking a question about TV or film, 
along the way, but always having a kind word to say and helping me on Radio Row when I needed help on Radio Row to get guests and to figure out how really to navigate that chaos. And Mickey Ryan, who is just a decent human being, a God-fearing man in his own right, who has a wonderful wife and a wonderful family and who does something that I, I want to get better at, which is get more creative on the entertainment side and just have fun. Sometimes it, it, you can get stodgy and you can do a bunch of sports takes and things like that, but Mickey Ryan gets it. Talking about his music career and his love of Whataburger and all that stuff, that's stuff that makes Mickey who he is. The other thing that makes Mickey who he is is how hard he works, which I see in this building day after day after day and what he does on the, the Titans pre- and post-game shows during those regular seasons, all of those things. Stand out. Huge. And then Don Davenport, who is just a ball of energy and so much fun to be around and who I got to know maybe even better than ever at the company Christmas party this past year. But I love all of these people. And certainly Brad Willis, who has been hosting the Friends podcast with me over the last four weeks and will be doing some other deep dives. Just a, just a wonderful person. And someone that's always backed me from day one. And then the producers here from Morgan Alexander, who I don't know quite as well, but who is just as nice a guy as you're ever going to find. To David Reed, who I would crawl over broken glass for. To Brandon Hagney, who has moved along but is still with us on Squared Circle Radio, who also I would crawl over that same broken glass backwards for. And then JT, the same thing I just said about the broken glass applies to him too. These are the best people in the world. I hope that you're lucky enough to work around a group that you feel the same way I do around this zone crew. And so this show, to what degree it's a triumph, to what degree this is a celebratory piece of news that the Jason Martin show is about to happen on Fox Sports Radio beginning this Sunday morning at 2 a.m. It's going to be a two-hour show because of daylight savings time. I am so thankful to Scott Shapiro and Don Martin of Fox Sports. I'm so thankful to, to Clay Travis. I'm so thankful to the love of my life, Abby. I am so thankful to my parents, to my friends, to everyone that had some hand in this becoming a thing. But the people in this building have been so good to me. And so I would rather spend as much of this time as I could in this segment announcing this, in praising them, and in thanking God for putting them into my life at a time when I needed them and didn't even know how much I needed them at the time. There's just no backfighting here. It's a team here. And so whatever is to come for me with this new endeavor, I share whatever success may be in the future with them, with each and every one of them, and I share it with each and every one of you as well. I am so thankful to have this opportunity, and I know this is a lengthy first segment wasn't really what I thought I was going to do to start this show. I know that there are things that you want to hear about in the sports world, but I feel like one of the things we've cultivated here on the Big Six is a wide open spot where we can just talk to each other. And so that's about to happen. The Jason Martin Show, in addition to everything that I've been blessed with here at 104.5 The Zone, it's just the next step in an endless series of undeserved, unearned blessings given to me by the grace of God. And so I'm going to take it, and I'm going to run with it, and I'm going to score touchdowns, folks. We'll be right back. This is The Big Six, presented by Renter's Warehouse here on 104.5 The Zone. 
Welcome back, Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. Good Friday to you. Glad to have you with us. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. If you missed the first segment of the show, I laid out the announcement. The Jason Martin Show, beginning on Fox Sports Radio Sunday morning, 2 to 5 a.m. Central Time, 3 to 6 Eastern Time. Again, just so blessed and kind of overwhelmed, honestly, at all the the things that the Lord is showering down on me right now. And so I'm going to do the best I can to go out there and score touchdowns and just try to knock this thing out of the park, quite frankly. We are presented by Renters Warehouse, by the way, dedicated to making renting your home easy, fast, and worry-free. Renters Warehouse, you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. You can buy victories, and you can buy short-term happiness in college basketball, but Will Wade is quickly finding out that pleasures of the world are very fleeting. And Will Wade, and you know, I was going to go a different direction with this earlier this afternoon. I was thinking about taking three different stories. The Robert Kraft story, this Will Wade story, and David Irving. And talk about how rules that exist, whether or not you think that those rules should be changed for one reason or another, until they are changed, you're still responsible for following them. I can run a stop sign in an empty neighborhood where I've never seen another car before. And the day that I choose to do it, a police officer can be there and give me a ticket. Because it's still a rule that has to be followed. Years ago, I was at lunch during the week with the two hosts that I share Squared Circle Radio with and Sports Trend, and we parked over on West End to eat, but we parked in a different parking lot right next to the place we were going to eat because there was no parking there, and this spot was not going to have anybody in it until that night. It was a totally empty parking lot. And we got out of that car. And I looked up at the guy that I thought was sort of the manager of the place and kind of gave him a thumbs up, like, are we okay here? He didn't really respond, but I thought, okay, he knows what we're doing. We're just going to go, you know, grab our lunch and come back to the car. Came back to the car. The car wasn't there. They had towed my car. It was an over $200 fee. And I was furious. And I'm still angry a little bit talking about it on these airwaves. But I had to pay it because I broke a rule. Even though I think that rule might have been bogus and it was applied kind of bogus-like, I still had to obey that rule, and I didn't, so it was my own fault. Whether or not you think college athletes should be paid or not, Will Wade broke a rule, and he broke a rule in a major, major way, and he's on an FBI wiretap with Christian Dawkins' FBI informant, not just Christian Dawkins that Will Wade thought he was talking to, talking about offers to potential recruits to get them to come to LSU. LSU was 25-5. and Tied for first in the SEC with a 15-2 and record. They will win the regular season and be the number one seed here in Nashville next week should they beat Vanderbilt tomorrow. Spoiler alert, they will beat Vanderbilt tomorrow. But they will not have Will Wade on the sidelines. And this was the only decision that could have been made. Will Wade should have been fired yesterday. Not just suspended. He's been suspended indefinitely by the university. Here's Joe Oliva, as well as the LSU president, F. King Alexander. And Joe Oliva's the AD. Here's what he said. Recent media reports regarding Coach Will Wade are without question concerning to us all. As such, we and university officials have taken deliberate and purposeful steps to fairly assess and adequately address the situation. As we have done since media reports first surfaced months ago, we are closely coordinating with the NCAA with every step. They have our full cooperation, and we will continue to report to them all facts and information on this matter. All of us at LSU share the obligation to protect the integrity of this institution. As such, we have suspended head coach Will Wade indefinitely 
until such time as we can ensure full compliance with the NCAA as well as institutional policies and standards. Assistant coach Tony Benford will assume the duties of interim coach. Unquote. Will Wade will never coach again at LSU, nor should he. He may coach again somewhere down the road, but he will not coach again at LSU. He could have been a great coach without the things that he did, but he did things. And the problem right now for LSU is, at a time when you just had the one of the best seasons your school will ever have in college basketball, you have your coach called into question the week before the postseason begins in the SEC and a high seed in the NCAA tournament. And not only does it involve your coach, it involves guard Javante Smart, who was a top 50 recruit that came to LSU, and Smart's name was invoked in the wiretap. And Wade comes across like a, like a really good guy. I'm speaking facetiously here. Using a lot of expletives describing the offer that he made and how well, too much of it was designed to the mom and not enough, not enough went to him in the piece of the pie, meaning to Smart. Now, it's just talking about an offer, and it's not saying Smart took anything. But if I'm LSU, I don't let Smart take the floor against Vanderbilt tomorrow. Although, it's not going to matter. Mickey Ryan said this earlier on 3HL. He's dead right. All this stuff's getting vacated. Because Smart has played all year long. LSU's great season is going to go down like Memphis's greatest season and UMass's greatest season and any number of others. The banners, if there are any, are coming down. It's just a disaster for them. And I don't know how the rest of their team is going to respond because nothing is going to be talked about concerning this team on the floor and how good they are and and how solid they have played all year long and how threatening they are going into the NCAA tournament. All the stories are going to be about the disaster in Baton Rouge surrounding their head basketball coach, former head basketball coach. Again, that guy should not have even still had that job last night, much less today. And the reason I was talking about doing three different stories into one theme about rules is because I don't care whether or not you think prostitution should be legalized. I don't care whether or not you think marijuana should be legalized, whether in sports or otherwise. And that's the David Irving side of this. And I don't care whether or not you think college athletes should be paid. I might agree with two or three of those things, or maybe all three on the right day. But until those rules have changed, you've still got to follow them. You're still responsible for following them. Will Wade is on wiretap saying things you just can't say. Low-key, one of my favorite sort of guilty pleasure movies ever, Chad Withrow and I share this, is Blue Chips. So yesterday I tweeted out, after I saw the Will Wade thing, I tweeted out at J-Mart Zone, Neon, Butch, and Ricky all coming to school and Tony failing TV. I don't know who on the LSU team is failing TV, but you know it's not just about watching the two. But Will Wade screwed up, and he broke a rule that exists, and he broke it egregiously, and he broke it preposterously. And he's on tape. And so he's done. And yesterday, after speaking at, of all places, a casino, he was asked about this and he said, you know, I haven't read it yet. And that's called plausible deniability. If you don't read it, then you can't comment on it. And there's also another side to this, which is, I didn't read it yet. I'm really hoping that they didn't have this on tape that I said. I'm hoping maybe they just had this. Now, of course, he's seen all of these things. Who knows what else we don't know yet. But we know enough to know that this dude can't continue at LSU, and he's not going to. If LSU hadn't suspended him, I imagine Greg Sankey and the SEC would have found a way to do it, and maybe they had a hand in this. LSU had to get in front of this thing. They have to look look like they're doing the right thing, and they are. And obviously, when you've got wiretaps and you've got these quotes that are out there, 
the rest of it doesn't matter. But for LSU, who's probably going to win the conference tomorrow playing against one of the worst teams in the history of the SEC, a team that flat-out quit against Arkansas. I hate saying that about young men, but they just want this nightmare to end. LSU is not going to be able to focus on their on-court stuff. They're only going to be asked on campus by people that run into them about their coach. And I'm sure they will get some support. I feel sorry for those kids. I also feel sorry. Brent Doherty made this point on 3HL. I had not even thought of this. This is brilliant. How do you feel if you're a kid that didn't get money to play at LSU? How does that make you feel? I mean, not everybody can be Javante Smart. I mean, we get that. He's a top 50 recruit. There are certainly a hierarchy of talent in any industry. There's people above you that you don't think are as good as you at your job right now, and then there are people that are above you that you're like, yeah, that dude's way better than me. But if you're a player in a sport at that level, you've got to have some kind of ego, and you've got to have some pride, pride that can be real insidious and really harmful to you at times. But can you imagine not being paid and playing at LSU and hearing this? Because based on the wiretaps and the information that's come out, this ain't chump change. There's a lot of money that seemingly probably changed hands in this situation. But again, overarching point right now, he could not coach again. He could not coach against Vanderbilt tomorrow. He cannot coach in the SEC tournament. He will not coach in the NCAA tournament. He is done at LSU. And unfortunately for them, their season is done too. I don't know how far they go in the tournament. It's not going to matter. Smart's been ineligible, most likely. We don't know that for certain just yet, but mm, it feels... I'm not sure I'd let him take the floor tomorrow, but he's already taken the floor, so what does it really even matter? Might as well get as many wins as you can because it's the best team money could buy. That's the Pete Bell line. I do feel sorry for him. I really do. And hopefully Will Wade will learn from this. It's an ugly situation, and it doesn't have an easy answer. And we'll continue to follow it as it continues to develop. But LSU did what they had to do. The SEC would have if they hadn't. And it's only going to get worse for Will Wade as this thing goes along, based on everything, because this reporting seems top-notch. Of course it was. It's Wetzel, Thamel, and Forty. We'll be right back. Big Six, 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back, folks. Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. I'm Jason Martin, finishing up a fun week with you guys. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. You can follow me there. Sports Fest coming up end of this month, March the 30th out at Nissan Stadium, 10th annual, which is incredible in its own right. I've been a part of the last, what? Man, I'm doing math live on the radio. This is not smart. Seven, I think. I was an intern in 2012. I might have been a part of that one. Maybe 2013. Six or seven of them. I've been around for a good many of them. The first year, I ran the inflatable uh, slide and had to curtail Mark Howard's son, Jack, who just wanted to keep continually cut the line. And by curtail, I mean tried to keep him in line. Didn't happen. Jack Howard ran that joint that night. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Speaker Series is back. If you didn't hear it yesterday, program director Brad Willis announced on 3HL, the first speaker that's going to be there with us on that day is Titans head football coach Mike Vrabel. That's going to be awesome. And there's going to be many more speaker announcements to come, so stick with us. You're, not, you're already listening all day. We got live local from 6 a.m., to 7 p.m. And guess what? Now we've got live and sort of local with me on Sunday mornings from 2 to 4, at least. It's 2 to 5. My show will be on here at the Central Time Zone for Fox Sports Radio nationally, the Jason Martin Show. So a little bit more. 
of programming that you know, or at least voices that you recognize. And again, blessed beyond measure. If you missed the first segment, I kind of went into some detail about that announcement that was made yesterday and just how overwhelmed I am by the opportunity and the offer and certainly by all of your support. I am so thankful for each and every one of you. I'm also, I don't know if I'm thankful for this or not, but Denver Broncos are my team. They're the team of my youth, the team that I grew up just being a fan of. And I won't say that I loved them before John Elway, but I was so young by the time I, I picked up on them mainly because I liked the orange and blue and then Elway was great. And so I just kind of gravitated to them. I didn't have a team near me except the Redskins and that wasn't going to happen. I wasn't born here. I was born in Martinsville, Virginia which is about an hour from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which is where I moved to in 1990 and went to middle school and high school there. I've lived in many different places. have never lived in Denver, so you can let the arguments come. Just fire them off at me at Jmart's own. But I also cried through three Super Bowls and then won a couple and then lost another one embarrassingly to the Seattle Seahawks and then was able to beat Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. But Denver, we go get Case Keenum last year, and now Case Keenum is gone. Agreement in principle to trade Case Keenum to the Redskins for a sixth-round pick in the 2020 draft. And, of course, Broncos have already gone and gotten Joe Flacco. I still am not a fan of this because I've looked at the last two years of these two guys' careers, and guess which one has gone better? Joe Flacco. Now, or pardon me, Case Keenum. But the main reason why is because of what happened in Minnesota, not what happened last year. What I saw last year was a Case Keenum that looked like a backup quarterback. The one in Minnesota, I thought, okay, maybe even though I didn't really want him in Denver. I didn't think that that was a particularly good deal. But John Elway has proven so far that he does not know how to draft quarterbacks, but he does know that Peyton Manning is good. That's all we know so far. Now, Joe Flacco has won a Super Bowl, and he's been very good in the playoffs. Anytime that the Baltimore Ravens have made it to the postseason, they've won at least one game because of Joe Flacco, meaning when he's played. So that is impressive. But Joe Flacco seems done, and this seems like another stopgap. And I'm so tired of stopgaps. And you have to start to wonder and look around the rest of the league and just think to yourself, how can you get the long-term answer? The question for the Tennessee Titans all this coming season will be, is Marcus Mariota the long-term answer? Or is it going to be a franchise situation? Are you going to extend him? Are you going to continue to hand him the keys to your franchise? Or are you going to say, eh, let's go get somebody else? I would say if he's on the field the entire season and he's able to stay healthy. We don't know who's going to be on the field with him in terms of certain weapons that could be added and what they're going to do in the draft. But he's still got a chance to be the guy. I have told you, I've been on record and said Marcus Mariota's not the guy. But I'm willing to say this. He could still become the guy. I'm not, I'm not totally out on him. I just don't believe he is. But I'd love to be wrong because you want that guy on your team. You want that personality in your market. He doesn't really say a whole lot. But he doesn't do anything wrong, and he's great to have in your community. be awesome if Marcus Mariota would really be able to live up to the expectations. Naturally, no one really buys into him. You heard Chris Carter. We played that audio a couple of days ago of Chris Carter talking about Antonio Brown coming to Tennessee. It's like, oh, you want Marcus Mariota throwing you the football? Okay. So no respect from the national media. I think that we know that Marcus is capable of throwing the ball. He has a really good deep ball. The problem with him is like five to seven, eight yards. But Case Kingdom in Denver leaving and going to Washington. Washington was screwed because when Alex Smith went down, the money that was committed to Alex Smith left them very little wiggle room. 
So they were going to have to do something. Trying to get Nick Foles was probably not going to happen because they weren't going to be able to offer him the same money, say Jacksonville would, for example. So they were going to have to find a trade or they were going to have to pick somebody up in the draft, which would require probably giving up picks to get higher up to get who they might want. I mean, they probably weren't going to get Kyler Murray. We've discussed and it's been said that you know, maybe they were going to kick the tires and try to get Josh Rosen out of Arizona and maybe let him do it because his money was going to be great for the next few years under that rookie cap. And truthfully, I think that's what I would have done. And maybe they still will do that. Maybe Case Keenum's not it. But Case Keenum, if he's a starter, is a stopgap. He will go out there and he will play decently for you. You will win a couple of football games with him, but he's not going to change anything. And I still believe that's sort of Nick Foles, too. I think Jacksonville's probably two games better maybe with Nick Foles, a quarterback, than Blake Bortles. But I don't think the Vegas Lions are going to drastically shift because you've got Nick Foles in the backfield rather than Blake Bortles. He's clearly better than Bortles. There's no doubt about that. And there's nobody I'd like to see succeed more than Nick Foles, even though if he goes to Jacksonville, it's going to be hard to watch him or hard to pull for him, especially in this town. But Keenum leaving and Flacco beginning in Denver only assures me that Denver's still not going to the playoffs. He's good when he gets there, but getting there is the trick. And Denver is in a division with the Chargers and the Chiefs. It ain't going to happen. So I'm just trying to find other things to like in the NFL. I'll be watching Cleveland because they're going to be fun to watch. We'll see where some of these guys land, whether or not Odell Beckham Jr. is still in a Giants uniform. And we'll see probably the end of a couple of aging quarterbacks' careers. It's going to be fun. The draft is going to be here at the end of April. The free agent period and just everything that goes down over this next handful of weeks is going to be pretty riveting, really. Even though the NBA is better off the court than it is on it and the NFL is better on it than off it, off it can still be good for the NFL, and that's kind of what we're seeing. The Antonio Brown stuff has been good material for us in this business, but it's also been just interesting from a larger perspective. Also interesting from a larger perspective is Captain Marvel. We got pro and con coming up. I'll give you my quick review on Captain Marvel. And we're fighting for this guy. We are fighting for this guy. Pro and cons next. We'll finish up the week. This is the Big Six on 104.5 The Zone. segment of ye program the big six here on 104.5 the zone brought to you by renters warehouse dedicated to putting homeowners on the path to financial freedom through rent estate renting your home without having to do the hard stuff renters warehouse the rent estate company all right little pro and con also reminder pop six we're doing the office this month we did friends last month had a blast with brad willis and uh, he'll be joining me for a lot of these going forward i may have to make him a permanent guy i really enjoy having him in the room but uh, Rhett Bryan, executive producer of Titans Radio, and my good buddy David Reed, actually I can say my good buddy, both these guys, uh, are joining me as we're talking about The Office for a month. And speaking of which, here in just a couple of minutes, it's going to be live for you. So you'll be able to, to listen to that in its entirety. We went about an hour and 20 minutes talking about the first two seasons and an overall look at the show next week, seasons three through five, if you're watching along with us. Response and the number of listens to the Friends cast blew us away actually and it's still growing and people are are just now finding that hey i'm doing a pop culture podcast again just another blessing another thing that is undeserved that i hope that you guys are enjoying so subscribe to the pop six with jason martin also the big six with jason martin and a reminder the jason martin show begins on fox sports radio nationally two to five a.m central time two to four will air most weeks here on 104.5 the zone if you happen to be up 
uh, late at night. But uh, just blown away again. Just can't believe that things have worked out in this way for me. And I'm so thankful to everyone that has been a part of that. And most of all, to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Pro and con, Captain Marvel. Saw it, screened it on Tuesday. Review went up uh, a little bit earlier today over at the Big Six blog. That's 1045thezone.com slash Big Six blog. I liked it, did not love it. First hour was dull. I thought, man, this is every superhero film I've ever seen, but a little bit duller except for the 90s references, which because I grew up in the 90s, I really appreciated those things. I won't spoil them for you, but one in particular really did uh, make me chuckle quite a bit. Brie Larson is good, but she plays sort of a stilted character from an emotional standpoint. If you've seen Brie Larson act or just talk, that's kind of how she is. So she's got this like too cool for school attitude, which kind of makes her boring to watch on screen. Like, the Wonder Woman excitement that Gal Gadot brought to that character, that's really not here. Brie Larson just doesn't really play it the same way Gal Gadot did. And make no mistake, Wonder Woman is the better film between these two. Wonder Woman is a fantastic film. If you have not seen it, you owe it to yourself to do so. Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel has a purpose to exist because of something that's coming next month. And I'll just leave it at that. If you're excited about that thing that's coming out next month, the end of next month, you're going to want to see Captain Marvel. And you're going to want to stay through the credits. Best parts of Captain Marvel, again, I was really down on this film right up until they made one decision from a plot standpoint about midway through. And once they did, I did get invested in the story, and I really enjoyed the second half of the film. Ben Mendelsohn is awesome in this movie. This may be my favorite Samuel L. Jackson performance in any of the Marvel films as well. So there are some things to really like about this. If you like 90s music, you get plenty of that. Uh, as well the humor is well placed and you definitely do not want to be late for this film because the start the title card the marvel title card is absolutely can't miss might be the best thing about the entire movie so if i had to give it a letter grade it is a pro it's not like a pro through the roof kind of pro but it is a pro i will say it is how about a c plus it's worth your time it's not great but it's not bad Maybe on the right day, it's a B minus. I would watch it again, like if I saw it on TV some night and there was nothing else on. There's enough to like about it, and I do think that Brie Larson falls better into the role in the second half. It's just a little dull to start. Just make sure you stay through the credits, at least through the middle of the credits. But there's a, a little funny bit at the end, which if you've watched the Marvel films, you know that the one after the credits is usually a little bit lighter fare, and this one certainly is, but I think it's, it's worth sticking around the extra two or three minutes. So that's a pro for you. Con, Alex Trebek, come on, man. Not him. Cancer sucks, folks. So let me go ahead and say again, hashtag Team Hutton1045, Hutton1045.com. Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, his campaign for the man of the year, uh, which will run through April. Donate, be a part of some of the, uh, these events. I can't wait to be a part of some of these events and be out there and meet some of you guys out there. But I'm just going to let you hear what Alex Trebek actually said, the video that he put up that everyone has seen online so listen to this, and then I'll tell you a quick story on the way out the door about Alex Trebek and my family. Hi, everyone. I have some news to share with all of you, and it's in keeping with my longtime policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy! fan base. I also wanted to prevent you from reading or hearing some overblown or inaccurate reports regarding my health. So therefore, I wanted to be the one to pass along this information. Now... Just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, this week I was diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. 
Now, normally the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm going to fight this and I'm going to keep working. And with the love and support of my family and friends and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. So help me, keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll get it done. Thank you. We're fighting with you, Alex. Alex Trebek is, what, 79 years old? Looks like he's been ageless forever. I know we have about a minute left, so real quickly. I'm never going to forget Jeopardy, not just because it helped me learn so much, not just because of Cliff Clavin, not just because a white man can't jump, but because of my family. Because if there's one thing that I know about my mother and father, who I love so dearly, it is that even now, as they will celebrate their 46th wedding anniversary this Sunday, most nights throughout my life, no matter what they watch individually in different rooms and no matter what else is going on, they come together to watch Jeopardy together. And they laugh about it, and they've loved it, and it's been a part of their life, and it's been a part of my family for a very, very long time. Alex Trebek has brought my family together in front of a TV for something wholesome and conducive, and he's just so good at what he does. So when I think of Jeopardy, and I give my father a Jeopardy calendar every single Christmas, every year I give him a calendar. I've done it now for almost a decade. It's one of my favorite purchases to make every year because I know what it is. I know what it means. And he always loves it. We are fighting with Alex Trebek. And what a classy individual. What a classy message that was. So we're rooting for him. And our thoughts and prayers are absolutely with him. Thank you guys for everything that you mean to me. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night.